Hello, and welcome to Stacia Jason, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford and joined as always by my friend and yours, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Justin. How are you and how is sunny Canada? Well, it's sunny, but there's snow on the ground. Burr. And it's a little cold. I went out yesterday. I haven't been out with Coco today. I'm leaving that pleasure for my wife. I went out yesterday. It was minus 15 degrees Celsius. Good Lord. Ooh, that's chilly. Oh, it, it's very chilly. We haven't had that for a little while. So uh, last week I actually saw a little patches of green coming through on my grass, which I was lovely. And this week, well, I got to go out and shovel snow later. <laughs> Welcome to living in Canada. I heard Cyprus is having a little bit of, what do they call that? Weather events. Uh, well, we've, we've had a big storm come in. Uh, it sort of dumped a little bit of water. And uh, as I look, it's, uh, it's stopped raining. It's disappeared. The sun's coming out. Um, let's have a look. Where are we? We are currently at 12 degrees C and it's about dusk for us. So quite a lot warmer. <laughs> I have to say we, we touched 18 earlier on. Mm -hmm. I, I'm more like the fact that your weather comes in and goes. Yeah. Rather than comes in and stays around and, well, destroys whatever it can find. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, so you got some follow-up, I see. I'm curious. I'm very, very curious. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of bits, actually. One that I put in the show note, one that I didn't. So oh. uh, first of all, Lego, that typewriter that you, you, well, you yeah, I mean, you twisted my arm, pushed it up hard behind my, my back, forced me to buy great personal expense. That's great fun. My my wife actually took a photo, uh, unknown to me, um, of me uh, I, I playing with it the other day. Just <laughs> it's it's quite a complex build. There's lots of tiny little mechanical bits that you know make it all work. I mean, it, it astonishes me the thought that goes into building these things. But anyway, so I I was you know completely lost in the process. And it's, it's fantastic. It's a great way to uh, spend some time uh, doing something that just doesn't matter. It, I'm doing it for the pure joy of doing it. It's absolutely glorious. If you haven't tried it for a while, get your Lego set out or speak to, to Justin about model cars, which is a slightly more advanced pastime, I would suggest. It's just different, but the idea is the same. You're doing something that requires so much uh mind and hand coordination and concentration that you just don't have time for anything else mm. it's very very engaging and that to me is part of the joy that we talked about of having hobbies episode 45 if you haven't listened to it if you do engage in a hobby we'd love to know what it is because well apart from been stationary nerds uh now Stu has gone down the deep dark path of Stepping on sharp pieces of plastic in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And the other bit of follow-up that I had was um, around the, the iPhone, the iPhone 13 mini. Oh, see, I was thinking about asking about that, but uh, no notes. I thought I better not. No, I, I'm, I took your advice and had uh, one of those little sheets put on the front glass to protect it from scratching and smashing and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I've got the silicon case as well, the Apple one. I've got the red mini, so I've got the, the matching red case. And it looks, um, 
I, don't, I can't work out whether it looks really cool or like a toy. But I think probably both of those things are true, in fairness. I, I love it. I, am, uh, I knew I wanted the smaller size. I wanted to go back to a one-handed phone. Um, because you and I are of the age when we remember when these phones came out and they were literally sort of eight kilos and you needed to, you know, you needed your car to carry it. <laughs> and then everything was about getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And the smaller your phone, the the better you were doing. And then it's all gone the other way now. And I just can't get away from the fact I want a really small phone that just doesn't interfere with me. Um, so yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm very taken with it. Lovely. I'm unfortunately, my eyes are of that age where I need the bigger phone because my arms aren't long enough. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. With, without my glasses and holding I've got the iPhone. I'm still rocking an 11, actually 11 pro max or whatever it's called. The big one, the big boy, Mm -hmm. but at the end of my arms without my glasses, I can just about make out a text on big mode. (laughs) So there's, there's something, you know, not that much fun about having to reach for the glasses to find out that, you know, it's it's nothing important. (laughs) My, my glasses are a constant companion now. It's not a problem for me. They're always on my head somewhere. Mm, got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. Uh, what have you got as a tool of the week this week, Sam? Uh, well, again, this is an, it's another shout out to uh, this guy you might know called Justin Twyford, who's uh, got some great recommendations. You should listen to him, folks. He knows what he's talking about. You advised me to get hold of How to Be a Straight A Student, which was mm-hmm. one of Cal Newport's earlier works. Um, I think the only ones he did before it were how to be really good at sort of kindergarten and how to be good at high school or something. Um, he is clearly, clearly a, an early developer was Mr. Newboard. Um, it's so old. Now, now for, for the younger listeners, please settle down. Just, just steady yourself that there's no E version. It only comes on paper. I know. I know you didn't realize that books did that, but they used to be made out of paper, you know. Um, And I had to get mine from, I think it was Amazon Germany in the end that put me together with a bookshop in Germany, which sort of packaged one up and sent it across the ocean to me. That's why it took forever. Uh, But it's fantastic. It's, um, it reminds me a little bit of 4,000 weeks, that book by Oliver Berkman. Mm in that you read it and go, oh, that's obvious. But I've never thought about it. Yeah, and then instantly think, then why don't you do it? Um, and so it really, he's, he's the title uh, and also the subtitle um, are essentially clickbait. Mm. I'm just grabbing a copy, so the copy it says, how to become a straight A student? At the unconventional strategies real college students use to score high while studying less. Now, every student in the world, while studying less? Yes, please, give me that. And that's not actually what he recommends at all. But most of it is really about getting yourself organized. It's the basics of time management, um, which, you know, both things that you and I are interested in. Uh, and you'd be very proud of me, Justin. I have. I have an array of blue full scap ring binders. I've got 
reading assignments printed out and clipped together. And oh, it's oh, I'm the sort of student that would have got punched at college, really. <laughs> um, and yeah, this week I've been tearing through, tearing through my work. I'm really, really going. I'm, I'm on fire using the techniques that are in the book. Wonderful. So thank you for that. That's uh, that was a brilliant recommendation. Excellent. I, I I was actually just thinking about this. You know, most uh, podcasts that you listen to have ads or membership programs. You know, so that the people making the podcast make money from it. Uh, apparently, the two of us are doing podcasting wrong because we both encourage each other to spend more money <laughs> than we actually take in. This is, I don't think how podcasting is supposed to be done. Are we failing here, Steve? <laughs> I have no idea, Justin. It's never occurred to me to try and uh, to, <laughs> to make money off it. But I do want to give you an, an, another one as well. This is my my little sort of advice to you for a tool of the week coming soon. Okay. Ooh. So um, uh, there's a website called folieto.fr. So it's a French website. Uh, and folieto is F-O-G-L-I-E-T-T-O dot fr um and that is uh, was set up by uh emeline and uh i was just in an email conversation with her and with uh madison who works for her they they, they do kind of index cards um little little baby ones a7s for those of a european persuasion you'll understand what that means so a7 is half of A6. That's how the A system works. But that's a, that's a whole different story. A6 and A7 cards, these guys do. Uh, and some lovely accessories around that that I think are going to go fantastically well alongside my analog. And, uh, well, the, the good news for me is that Nero's Notes is going to start selling all these. So that's very exciting. Uh, and the even better news is I've got a whole load of equipment on its way to me directly from Foglietto so that we don't have to do all the customs nonsense. Um, very, very cool. Because you, you have to write about them and all that. Oh, well, you know, I've got to test them. I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't impose anything upon my customers that I've not tried myself. So uh, these, these really, really, I've got a few already sort of sneak previews and I'm really quite taken with them. Very, very cool. Uh, so there we go. We just figured out how we're monetizing. <laughs> Nerosnotes.co.uk. Yes, go there. Support Stu. Buy, buy Stu Lego. <laughs> yes, le support my Lego fund. <laughs> I actually didn't have anything this week for a tool of the week. Uh, we had a long weekend uh, last weekend, which was nice. I, I actually used it just to decompress. And I spent a little bit of family time. We went out for a drive around the lake. It's actually funny. We went down where we live on sort of one lake, our town here. And we went sort of two towns below us to a different lake. And the entire lake is still frozen over, which was really neat to see and somewhat scary at the same, same thing. I guess this is one of those places that, you know, people put little tents up and drill holes in. And when it's really cold, go fishing and I can't get my head around that stuff, but it was absolutely lovely just to take a weekend off and spend time with Mrs. T. She's feeling a little bit better. Um, Great news. It, it was actually lovely. So uh, I came back and just hit work hard, but I wasn't thinking tools. I was just thinking 
here's a list of stuff I've got to do, organizing it, you know, in my systems and getting it done. And that's okay too. You know, you don't have to always have something new or something spectacular. For sure. You may have broken me though oh. on my pen and ink of the week. Oh. I'm using, one would call it a paintbrush, but well, I've, I've used paintbrushes that aren't this thick. Uh, it's a Waterman Karen GT, which is, well, it's a, a boat shaped, I think is what they call it. Mm -hmm. uh, a boat shaped pen. I think you have one of these too, don't you, Stu? I have. I've got the gunmetal version one, yeah. Mm. I just have mine in the black. It has gold accents on it, has an 18 karat gold nib. This one I bought used from a guy that liked to tune his nibs for very, very broad, flowy ink. And I can guarantee that this thing is very, very broad and has a lot of flow to it uh, because the last couple of nights I've gone upstairs at dinner and I'm sitting down and looking at the green all over my hands <laughs> going, huh? Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Oh, I, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's things like you write and then you move your hand and now you've got a smear of green that transfers to everything around. Beautiful. I'm feeling green this, uh, this week, but lovely, lovely. Uh, it's a, it's a very wet, medium, narrow, broad, but for me, that is rather juicy sure. and I'm using an ink that I'm sure you've never heard of or well, you might've heard of it, but I'm sure you haven't actually tried it. Uh, certainly not. It's an American ink from Birmingham pens. Uh, Birmingham pens is a, well, it used to be a store. They pivoted to making inks and now they're actually machining acrylic pens as well, but they have an absolutely lovely selection of very well-behaved inks. Um, they are out of the Pittsburgh area in the U S they make them locally. And this one that I got is called Thomas Mellon Evergreen. Now, when I was sitting here with about two minutes to spare to us starting recording, I kind of went, who's Thomas Mellon? Um, because there is something on the side of the ink bottle and, you know, me having ate this a few days ago, kind of glanced at it and thought, I'll come back to that and never did. Birmingham pens used to theme its inks for events and people and areas and structures close to the Pittsburgh. So they really embrace their local community, which I think is pretty cool. Mm, definitely. Which I, I know one of their inks that I have, and you might know the reference to this is Mr. Rogers cardigan red. Ah, well, I, I, I've heard apocryphally of that man. Oh, you haven't? Oh, there's some homework for you, Stu. And you've got to do that when Mrs. L comes into the room and sees you doing it. Because if you think her taking a picture of you doing Lego is bad, just wait till she has a picture of you watching puppets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> anyway, okay. That's enough of showing my age uh, what what are you working with uh well i feel your pain on the ink because today was pen changeover day for me coincidentally and so i'm looking at my fingers now and i've got i've got a selection of inks on my finger so my current three i can't i can't have this pen and ink of the week nonsense i've, I've never never got one just one going um so the pelican 805 ocean swirl uh is still going with uh, jfk mont blanc but that's that's running low i think that one will 
won't make it till next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just today filled my Platinum 3776. Is that the right number? I always get that number wrong. That is correct, yes. Um, with Chartres Blue is the, the color of the, the barrel, the, the acrylic. So it's sort of beautiful, slightly translucent, very nice. Um, and that's got JFK in it uh, because I, I really do like JFK by Mont Blanc. It's, uh, it's a lovely sort of royal blue. And then it occurred to me that I now had two <laughs> pens with royal blue. So I went to the other end of my, my sort of personal scale and got my Twisby Mini uh, and filled it with Edelstein Star Ruby. Edelstein or Edelstein, in fact, being Pelican's posh brand. Whoa. And it's lovely. It's uh, it's it's a really nice, rich color, and you know, Twisby is still, you know, for my money, you know, at that sort of price point, it's tough to beat a Twisby nib. They they are very very nice. Yeah, and I've never had a problem with a Twisby nib either, which is lovely. Yes, indeed. And I'm just writing with it now, just to yeah, it's a it's a broad. Uh, oh, sorry, all the all those nibs are broad. Um, but yeah, I'm just writing on the, on the Leuchtturm paper in, in actually a Leuchtturm notebook that kind of matches the color and it's, it's lovely, but yes, I will be covered in ink again by the end of the podcast. I'm sure. A question for you, Hmm. because I see something lacking from your list here. (gasps) Where did the sailor go? Oh, no, both sailors, both sailors, uh, have been, uh, emptied. Well, not emptied. They were empty. Uh, cleaned out today. They're both next to me drying. The um, the, the Pro Gear regular, um, the new one, and the Pro Gear Slim, which was the uh, I've got a white one. Uh, so they're both there. They, I'm pretty sure the regular will be back in rotation pretty soon. I think that may replace the uh, 805 when it empties. Mm, okay, uh, and give the Slim a little a little break. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that, uh, you know, just one one ink cartridge through there, it seems like a waste for what you paid for that pen. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't a cartridge. That was a, you know, that was a, a full, a full converter full, but it was the wrong ink. I put in the Sailor ink, ah. which was nice. Uh, it's the Shikuri, which is a sort of, it's quite a light green and that pen is that, crying out for blue or red ink, to be honest. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. All right, Stu, I've got a topic for us today. Go. I'm traveling again. Do you, do you remember that thing? Traveling, you know, out, outside your house and, uh, you know, not not staying in your own bed. It's it's weird, isn't it? It's, uh, it's really, really anxiety-inducing to even think about, I've discovered. <laughs> uh, the homework uh, kind of made me think about it too. So I have to uh, go to work, uh, which is, you know, the weirdest thing that probably anybody says. But since I moved up here, I've got a small little commute of about 450 kilometers, which is, I don't know what that is, miles, 300 plus miles mm-hmm. to go to work. And that's a long day to do in the best of days. It's about five hours of driving at the moment. And so I'm going to take a hotel and I'm going to stay overnight and then sort of come back the next day. That way I get sort of two days in the office, but I've sort of forgotten to travel. I've forgotten what to pack. So I wanted to go over some basics because my last trip, 
granted was just when I was unpacking here, but I think I took enough stuff for a week, which is really not a good thing. Stuart, if you got any travel coming up, uh, what's your plans for this year? Mrs. L now works in a school. So our sort of time for traveling has now been condensed into what they call the most expensive times for traveling uh, when the kids are on holiday. <laughs> and, you know, like everyone else, we've not really seen our families now for, um, you know, best part of three years. And, well, my wife is Italian, Sicilian to boot. So family is quite important in the list of things that Sicilians value. So we need to go back. Uh, she needs to see her family. I'd like to see my mum. Mm. And I've got, uh, I mean, you know clients, Justin. They're so unreasonable. <laughs> Some of them want to see me, apparently. That's why I'm making the drive. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm quite happy with them just sending me money. But apparently they want me to, to come and you know, do worky stuff and things. So, yeah, it's very much on my radar. I think April um, is when Mrs. L is next on uh, vacation from from school so it'll be then i think i can sort of keep my clients at bay until then uh and just yeah just today actually i was looking at organizing the logistics um because th this is to me the worst type of travel it's um multi-purpose uh, it involves mrs l no offense to mrs l but uh i find traveling on my own if we call that a scale of difficulty of five out of 10, then traveling with Mrs. L is something like 50 out of 10. Mm. Just because there are so many other considerations and things that never occur to me. When I'm, when I'm flying uh, for business back to the UK or anywhere else in Europe, I, I tend to fly low cost. Um, so, uh, you know, for me, that would be EasyJet or heaven forfend Ryanair, um, where, you know, you're, you're okay as long as you, you travel within their rules, which are take a toothbrush in your top pocket, some spare underwear in your pocket, and that's it. Um, <laughs> and I can travel like that. You know, I can travel with some electronics and, uh, you know, a change of clothes. And in many ways, I like the restraint. <laughs> it just sort of takes away a lot of thinking. But once you get into, oh, no, let's take a suitcase. Well, we don't need two suitcases. Let's take, let's take one suitcase and share it. No, let's not do that because we're going to different places. So you're going to, uh, 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 okay, so we'll just pack and unpack and then pack and then pack. Great. Lovely. Um, the, oh, dear. I'm, I'm shuddering at the very thought of it. Yeah, it's, uh, God, there's a lot to traveling, isn't there? <laughs> I don't know how we used to do it. Well, it was actually funny because I was thinking about traveling and all of a sudden the concerns that I had, I remember the old days you used to just take a backpack and go, mm. you know, kind of like you, you had your toothpaste in your pocket, you had your change of underwear and maybe a new shirt and you just went. And after the last couple of years of COVID and particularly out here last November is what they call the atmospheric river that washed away the road and stranded drivers doing, I might add the same drive that I'll be doing next week. Uh, they stand, stranded drivers for weeks and cars on the road for a month. I wonder how paranoid I am now. I'm, I'm certainly a lot more 
aware of things than I once was. Getting stuck now seems, well, no longer getting locked down or stuck on the other side of something, which was a distant fear that you never thought about, is now very real, especially because I have to do this thing called the Coquihalla Highway. Mm. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this. <laughs> well, only, only when it went worse, when it went bad. Mm. Well, apparently in the last, I don't know, nine years, seven years, something like that, there is a TV series that films the poor people that have to do recovery and rescue on there because it is a high, high, high mountain. Uh, it's over, the pass is over 4,000 feet of elevation. Mm. That's the road itself. And that is, uh, it's a coastal mountain, so it gets a lot of extreme weather events. Sure. You know, given the minus 15 and the snow here, uh, they probably are minus 30 with, you know, uh, three feet of snow. And, you know, you've got to travel down that and, well, trucks travel down there and things crash and whatever else. Uh, the, the TV show is called highway through hell. So if anybody's curious about this thing, wow. um, you know, maybe the name is a, a little clickbaity, but it's, it's well known. Mm. So I was out on the weekend and I started making up an emergency kit for mountain roads in winter, which is like an emergency space blanket. I look like a, if I ever put it on, I'll look like something out of NASA. I've got a first aid kit. I've got light up glow sticks. I've got a headlamp. I've got little cracky things that you put in your hands to warm up. I've even got a whistle with a compass too. Very good. And I was thinking like, how much do I pack? Do I pack, you know, spare underwear for a week in case I get stranded medications for a month, snacks for a campground full of stranded, hungry truckers. <laughs> I don't know where to go. You know, I'm, 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 I'm wondering if I'm going full on prepper here, you know, I, I was actually thinking, all right, maybe I could add some brush bras to the front of my truck, add some zombie grates around the windows. I'll, I'll add some firewood in the truck bed. I'll raise up the suspension, put some big meaty wheels on it. That way I have more power. Oh, <laughs> I, I can, I can drive over any hazard that's out there. Uh, and I even did go as far as getting my car into the mechanic for a checkup and an oil change. Sure. But really the whole thing's a bit stressful now. Uh, this real world thing, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm certainly not sure I could handle a flight, let alone, you know, driving for five hours. It's, um, uh, it's a, it's a little crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, I think actually where you live and the conditions that, that you can get there, it, it does make a lot of sense to have all that. Um, I'm not sure about the, uh, the zombie grates, but the emergency kit, you know, if, if you, if your car gets stranded up on that pass, which you know, has happened and does happen. Uh, the ability to, um, you know, make yourself visible, <laughs> to see and to stay in some way warm, uh, you know, that could save your life. I, I think that probably is most definitely well worth doing. Brush bars, hmm, not sure you're going to need those. Although those deer that you keep talking about, they're big boys, aren't they? Well, they are big deer. What did you call them? Big thighed monsters the other day? <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand your concern. I, I would, I mean, look here, I, 
I, you know, I could I could actually walk around the entire island. <laughs> it's it's not that big. I mean, it would take a while. Don't get me wrong. And you know, you are never ever ever more than forty five minutes. Well, let's say an hour's walk from some sort of habitation here, which I'm sure is very, very different in Canada. <laughs> if you get it, if you go down to the coast, you know, it, it's going to be, oh, I, I might have to wait two hours for my next beer. I mean, that's the most hardship I'm going to have to experience. And of course, my weather is, well, somewhat more clement. Certainly is. Yeah. No, this, it's, it's quite a challenge. Mm. What I was thinking about seriously was the last time I traveled. I traveled in September. And that was just for one night and that was sort of post move. So nothing was set up well. And I had a backpack full of tech for the office. I had a large shoulder bag with stationary and I had another backpack with spare clothes, which was, if you've ever tried moving three bags in and out of a hotel, Mm -hmm. way too much for, for what I needed. Uh, but before that, I was actually thinking about it. And the last time I flew on a plane was March of 2018. So I am very much out of practice. Sure. The last time I went away for a weekend and that weekend was, uh, a boys weekend down into the States was 2019. Now a boys weekend, if you forget to pack something like your spare underwear, nobody cares. It's a boys weekend. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, you know, it it changes things when you're kind of thinking about planning this and with the distance, you know, once I get down there, if I forget anything, I can likely get it, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a long way, you know, in terms of a drive. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this. I was actually really lucky. I don't know if I've ever told you this. We were supposed to get on a plane in March, March 17th. I think it was March 14th of 2020. Mm-hmm. we were going down uh, to Disneyland for two weeks. We had the hotel booked right outside Disneyland and everything. You know, you can kind of wave at the characters as you're uh, sitting on your patio at your hotel room. And two days before we were leaving, we were leaving on the Saturday. And on the Thursday, they closed Disneyland because of, or they announced the closing of Disneyland because of the pandemic. Mm. And luckily we decided you know, we don't want to be going there and see what happens. And that was when everything fell apart, but we haven't been, I haven't been on the plane since and traveling. Well, it was just the one night in a hotel and everything has changed, um, in terms of what you pack and, you know, uh, think of that as almost two years, two to three years away from a real trip. I have no idea. I, do you keep a bag of toiletries, you know, the essentials in there? Um, I, don't anymore. Okay. I don't say, I mean, I used to, when I traveled frequently, yeah, I had a, a sort of, um, you know, it would take me 10 minutes to pack because I would just grab my toiletry bag, which I knew it would have everything in it, um, throw some clothes, uh, whatever I needed for work. But when it was done, it was easy. I think it would be a lot harder now. <laughs> well, that's it. I don't, I don't even know where mine is and I don't know what would be. I mean, I can only imagine that toothpaste has been in there probably for three years. It's going to mm. be solid by now. Yeah. So it's it's really a, a question of how do I do it. So my question for you, Stu, do you pack to a list? Um, how do you boil it down, if you do, to essentials? Hmm. I don't have a list, but then, you know, for a very long time, I was getting on at least two airplanes a week. So I, it was second nature to me. 
to, to pack and unpack. And I, you know, I had little rules of thumb. You know, if I'm going away for four days, that's four sets of underwear plus one. Uh, why I always insisted on having plus one, I don't know. That's maybe my mother taught me that. I'm not sure. Well, you know, it's in case you go into the hospital, you have to have clean underwear. Exactly, yes. Um, And, you know, it just became very, very easy for me to pack. And I think, to a certain extent, the pandemic may help us here because all of our clothes have become the same now. I mean, you know, it's it's jogging jogging bottoms for everything, isn't it? I mean, isn't that how it works? Just, Just wear sweatpants now? Well, this is my plan for the weekend is I actually have to see if I can still fit into any of my more dressy clothes. <laughs> I'm not sure that I can uh, show up in um, podcast t-shirts and uh, sweat sweatpants at the office and pretend to be professional. Well, I, mean, I was, um, I, I read your show note. I was thinking about it myself um, because say, I've got some sort of worky things looming on the horizon. I literally have one pair of jeans into which I can fit. Mm. <laughs> Other than that, it's shorts or sweatpants. <laughs> mm. I feel a diet coming on. <laughs> I was going to say that's ideal for England in April, isn't it? Well, I, I was thinking I'm due to speak at a conference and I was thinking it might be quite funny to wear a shirt and tie and just boxer shorts. Ah, the standard Zoom kit. <laughs> yeah, just say, sorry, I thought it was Zoom. <laughs> that <came back. laughs> But yeah, it's, it would certainly get me out of having to buy some more trousers. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I, I've I've got to go through that and see what can I actually fit in. Uh, you know, who knows what I'll be wearing by the time I actually get there. And the other thing I might have to do is trim the wild man beard a little bit. Yeah, mm. I'm just not not worried about such things. You know, I've, I've things that you don't even think about. But again, time, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It's um, it's that's a luxury that we have here. That I'm I'm delighted is back now. Uh, that COVID restrictions are beginning to recede here. So, um, my barber, um, uh, we have a wonderful thing. We don't have a common language, so that's great. That that's already one of the stresses of going to the barber removed. And he charges me eight euros to cut my hair, trim my beard, clip down my eyebrows, and if necessary. Uh, give me a shave. Oh, uh, and he he does it all in a period of about six minutes. It's the most industrial sort of process I've ever been. It's brilliant. I love it. Wow. So yes, keeps my beard in trim. I can't remember the last time I actually went and had somebody else do that. I'm not sure I'm ready to treat myself yet either. It's uh, it's you know that that idea of sitting in front of somebody without a mask, mm. <sighs> that close to me. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, the first time is a bit scary, but uh, it's amazing how quickly we uh, readapt, or it's amazing how quickly I readapted anyway. Mm. So okay, I've got this. I'm going to have to take my toothbrush in my top pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take. Well, I'm going for two nights, so I need three pairs of underwear. That's um, it, according to Stu's uh, definition. Mm-hmm. probably a change of a shirt at least mm-hmm. what else do i need to take i need to take my laptop mm-hmm. and a charger mm-hmm. and an external mouse but why an external mouse oh i don't like trackpad on its own i'm i'm particularly spoiled because well you know i have my apple extended keyboard set up with my trackpad on the left and my mouse on the right mm-hmm. and depending on what i'm doing some tasks get task the trackpad some tasks 
get the mouse. And some of them are just a lot quicker and easier to do. Uh, for example, Excel is a lot quicker and easier to grab and drag with a mouse than it is with sure. a yep. trackpad. So I usually have both. My idea with this is I've got the laptop in front of me, I've got the trackpad there, and then I've got an external mouse. The other thing that I've got, because it's me, uh, I have certain keystrokes uh, to uh, synced to my mouse. So for example, if I go shift command, swipe left with the magic mouse, it takes whatever I'm looking at and minute, well, I would say minimize it, but it puts it on the left-hand side of the screen. And then I can figure out what the next thing I want to do in flick it onto the right-hand side of the screen by going the other way. And so all of a sudden I now have a quick way to move windows without having to click and drag the some archaic built-in Apple way. Um, and, and those things are keyed specifically to mouse action. So there's always a reason to take that. <laughs> then I'm into the point of, okay, well, do I need an iPad? Well, why would I take an iPad? Because I'm one of those weird people that doesn't have anything on my phone. I don't have email or anything like that. And you know, if I'm, sure. if I'm stuck in the middle of the mountain somewhere, maybe I'll have to send somebody an email. My iPad does have cellular connection, so it can do all of those things. I could tether, you know, like a barbarian, my laptop to my phone and try that, but that just always seems to kill the battery and mm -hmm. uh, most of my data cap at the same time. Ah, problems that we've got. <laughs> the big question then comes, do I take a Kindle? Do I take a notebook? How many notebooks do I take? What pens and paper do I take? Especially pens, pencils, my analog calculator. I mean, all of these things, all of a sudden I'm into a Mrs. Lennon wheelie, <laughs> you certainly are. wheelie suitcase, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go and, and move in. And that's, that's what I'm really like, you know, I just go through this in my mind thinking, oh my God. And I, I think part of that is. I need a list. I'm going to need to make some sort of checklist, uh, partially because this will likely become a regular trip that I'll have to make. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, I mean, do you work in a consistent space when you get back to the coast? I'm not sure where I'm working. I have mm. heard rumor that somebody's sitting at my desk and sure. well, you know, fair enough. I've been away from it for so long. I can't really <laughs> just, just leave, leave that there. I, you know, I'll clean off the dust when I get back. Sure, but you you need uh you know you know a locker and you've got to have a a mouse and a charger and all of that stuff has got to live there so that you don't no. have to carry them from one to the other. No, no, everything comes with me. No, you've got to adjust. You've got to become a road warrior now. No, so uh, no, this is part of your therapy, Justin. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna learn to live with a laptop with nothing attached to it, and everything that you want to attach to it can be in your your office for when you get there in your little locker, they give you a locker or a box, you put it in there. And then when you're at the hotel or anything like that, you either leave the thing switched off, which would be my preference, or you use it like a proper road warrior, just with the keyboard, just open it up, nothing attached. Oh, Stu. We're going to get you down to this slim line, high powered sort of, we can even get road warrior put onto your bag if you like, so that, you know, people know you're one of these digital nomads. I work from everywhere. Uh, so in other words, me looking for a bag for my big, silly 
my Apple monitor to take with me. <laughs> Probably a little overkill. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm used to 6K at 32 inches there, Stu. It's <laughs> going to be really hard to go down to. My work laptop is a 13 inch. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to need bigger glasses. Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. When I go on my business trip, this is, this is what I'm working towards, is I'm going to try and go on that trip with my phone and then one other device. And that device can be either a laptop or an iPad or a Kindle. And so I may, I'm not sure, I'm still hankering after the iPad mini, which might become my Kindle and my primary device for when I'm on the road. And the reason is because I want to limit myself from doing the work that I should be doing at home rather than on the road. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can hear that you don't fancy that idea at all. No, 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 Stu. No, I mean, for me, uh, my Mac is sort of where it's at. It's just the idea of trying to use some of the applications that I need to on an iPad. Sure. Particularly an iPad that doesn't have a fixed keyboard. Just <laughs> But the perfect world for you, surely, would be to have, you know, that monitor, uh, you know, another one. And I'm sure the company will spring for another one. Um, just in your office and you just plug in your your peripherals that are all in the box and you plug in your the brain, the the MacBook, and boom, there you are. It's I'm just as efficient here as I am anywhere else, and all I have to carry around is this little laptop. That's that's Going to be the target, surely. The last time I was back in September, mm -hmm. the end of September, and I'd only been gone for a couple of weeks at that point. Um, somebody has stolen my chair, and somebody has stolen my monitor. You, you know what it's you know what it's like when somebody leaves the company, and you get. I, I'm not sure if you've ever worked in a cubicle farm, <laughs> but there's this there's this thing that co-workers when somebody's been escorted out of the building it's it's like a little i get dibs on this i get dibs on that i want this oh he's got the he's got the nicest chair oh she's she's got that bigger monitor it's an inch bigger than mine you know <laughs> and, and and people literally will ramsack a a cubicle dry in about three and a half seconds of the door hitting the poor person on the way out <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm invariably the one that's been escorted out, Justin, so I've, I've never seen him. Hmm. Well, coming back to my office, uh, the last time, yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm going to have a desk there. I, I might be sitting on my, on my hands and knees uh, trying to type. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about this leaving stuff there, and, and certainly I doubt that the company has the uh, budget to drop a $9,000 monitor on my desk for, you know, uh, those every six months that I show up, uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit more frequently, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to have to live with this one. But my idea is that everything comes in, it goes to the hotel with me, it goes sure. back to the office the next day and then comes home with me. That way I, again, I can check it off my list. Do you know of a good application that I can create a list? I, I th I'm almost thinking I might have to look at like a shopping application that what I want to have is the ability to check it off mm -hmm. once I've packed it mm -hmm. and then recreate a fresh version mm -hmm. of the entire list with nothing checked off. We, yeah, you could do that in notes, I think. Uh, yeah, but that's a whole bunch of checking and unchecking and 
that seems sort of counterintuitive. I'd rather have like a template. Here you go. Here's template number one. Boom. I guess I could make that up and make it. Yeah. I think you can create a template in notes um, or obsidian. You can certainly do it. Um, obsidian on my, on my iPhone stew. <laughs> Speak to TJ. He's probably got one. <laughs> Would be my guess. Or he'll write one for me, you know, and yeah. it'll be. He does most of his obsidian on iOS. I, he's, he's more of a man than I am. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's, um, I, when I was traveling a lot is when I developed this aversion for the very thing that you're suggesting. So, mm. um, of, of carrying, you know, all of my tools, I, I amended my workflows and the way that I looked at travel to, to slim it down because I just couldn't bear having a big heavy laptop and, you know, a big rucksack. And then as you say, then your clothes for me, I have a small bag that I'll carry. It could be a, it could be a backpack. It could be a, a messenger bag where my IT lives. And then I've got a bag for my clothes. It may be a hold all if I'm feeling particularly swish, um, or it might be a, a carry on if I'm going for longer, you know, a sort of wheelie bag, mm. but that's it. I will not have anything else. And if I'm going away for a day or two now with the new, with the new Apple stuff, like an M1, I won't take a charger. Mm. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just carry it as it is. Wow. That's daring because it's got amazing battery life and I'm just going to, you know, live on the edge. Um, and you'd be amazed how you can find charges when you look with USB C's and the wattage required. Yeah. For the just, you, just go into the nearest posh hotel. Order yourself a nice coffee and say, yeah, listen, you haven't got, and there'll be somebody there. Yeah, it'd be fine. Live on the edge. Wow. Wow. Boy, we, do we approach that differently. <laughs> I tell you, it took me a long time to, to work my way around to it, but it worked. All right. That's, that's cool. So uh, how are you going to organize? Is, is this one of these things you're going to be there with your toothbrush and a, a little bag? And then you'll be looking over at your wife saying, honey, I have a, I have a solution for this. We just don't worry about that. Or is that just one of those cases where you bite your tongue and sit on your hands? <laughs> yeah. When I'm traveling with, uh, with Margaret, um, recently or not recently before the pandemic, I bought her, um, an away carry on. Um, and I said to her, like anything up to a week, that's enough. Um, and she's kind of bought into that, but you know, she, she used to travel with a big hairdryer, you know, and we <laughs> can't say I have that problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd be going to stay in a, you know, five-star hotels and stuff. And she'd be like, well, no, the, the, the hairdryers are never good enough. And I'm like, Hmm, this traveling light thing. And you know, I don't have long hair, so who am I to, to cast dispersions, but I loathe sharing a suitcase. <laughs> With my wife, I just hate it because I will take exactly what I need. And if I've got extra space, then I will assign a use for that space. So I'll go, okay, because I've got extra space, I will now take this and I'll take that. Or when I buy this, it's going to go in there. You know, I'll, I'll know exactly what's going on. Whereas Margaret will tell me all the things she's going to buy in England. And then I watch her sitting on her suitcase trying to close it. <laughs> and I say, okay. So how are you going to get the stuff that you buy in there? Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. I've got a plan. Hmm. <laughs> and this away <laughs> takes another 
one inside of it. And then I have two on the way back. Invariably, that plan involves me carrying it. That's pretty much what happens. So, uh, yeah, no, she's more of a nervous traveler than than I. She, She hasn't sort of got into the whole sort of traveling every week that I had to. And, you know, we have different approaches at airports that I've, you know, I've learned a long time ago. (laughs) <laughs> it's just one of those things people do they develop their own habits when they're traveling mm-hmm. and it's really difficult so um you know i'm i'm usually first to the gate but last on the plane that sort of thing um because I, I really don't do cues <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of them but you know margaret will want to be at the gate in a queue i'm like nothing is going to happen for 40 minutes <laughs> but anyway you know there you go so generally speaking, I get in lots of trouble, as you may gather. Yes, I think so. I've got a question. You put a link in the mm. show notes. Son of a tailor. Uh, yeah. Well, these are the only uh, T-shirts and tops that I've got that, that I can wear because I bought them quite recently. Ooh. They look very nice, and they have free shipping to Canada, I might add. Okay. Well, they are incredible clothes. The first thing I would say, that they are not cheap. Let's get that out there straight away. But they are made to measure. Quite literally. So you put in uh, your vital statistics. Uh, they'll tell you which ones they, they want. Uh, and they will make the garment for you in the color and material that you've ordered. Uh, so there's zero waste. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's what the, their sort of marketing is all about, is that it's zero waste. Uh, and they are clothes that fit. And they do. I can confirm that even me, and I'm, you know, I'm broadly at the moment, I'm shaped a bit like a bowling ball, <laughs> but if you, if you put the right, um, uh, measurements in, so they ask, what do they ask for my weight, my, um, my chest size, my weight, you know, all those things. Uh, they, they then say, if you want something loose fitting or fitted or tight, uh, and they make these really nice tops. So Merino wool, I don't know if you've ever worn Merino wool, mm-hmm. uh, but that's, uh, brilliantly self-regulating the temperature. Uh, they've got some great workout t-shirts. They've got some really sort of elegant sort of tops that can, uh, you can get a bit sort of Steve Jobsy about the whole thing. You know, you, you could wear them for work. You could wear them for evening. You, really, really good. Um, I've ordered once from them and then immediately ordered again within a month. And I suspect I will order again soon. Although I'm told I'm not allowed to order until my dimensions are more what I would like them to be. Ah. <laughs> That's, that's what the current Mrs. Lennon has decreed. Ah, uh, yes. I was just thinking it's, uh, the stuff is so classy compared to Cotton Bureau and nothing against Cotton Bureau, but, uh, mm. that seems to be where my clothing purchases of the last, uh, three years have gone. Uh, there, everything has a logo on it and these are just plain, nice looking t-shirts. Yep. You just, uh, you have the option. You can have a little monogram, uh, down on the side there, which is, you know, probably you'll, you'll be the only one that would see it. But no, it's, they're really nice. I am, as we speak, I am wearing a t-shirt and uh, a light, a light sweater because I'm I'm dressed for a party that we're going to. Exciting. Wow. And, and I'll tell you what, this is not a usual podcast sponsor from, you know, other clothes that everybody wears that do podcasts. (laughs) No, indeed. Um, There's no discount code to this one. This one is hard earned money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, if you're looking for a, for a cut price t-shirt, do not go to son of a tailor. I'm telling you that right now. Um, <laughs> but if, if you order, I think it's like five, five items or more, then you get a like 25% discount. So 
<laughs> it's worth it's worth having a look. Ooh. But I can heartily recommend them. They're really good. Cool. I will take a look at them. They probably won't uh, help me by next week, but for after that, certainly something to consider. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's going to be something else. Sleeping in a different bed, Stu. Who'd have thunk? Exciting times, huh? Uh, you know when we locked everything down and thought it's going to be three weeks? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. Three years almost. Oof. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one. It'll be interesting to, to get going again. I'm certainly interested to see what it's going to be like for you flying. Oh, Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think just booking the flight may, may kill me off. Hmm. That's possible. I was looking at hotel reservations. Boy, I hate websites like that. Yeah. They're so, you, you know, do you want this or do you want this? You have the cheapest price, but no, you can't get it back. You can't change anything. You can't, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get put in the basement. And then if you want more, then you can pay for this. And then if you want more, you can pay for this. I, I think at some point running water is going to cost me extra. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the low cost airlines. What? You want to sit? Oh, that's more. <laughs> anyway ah, cool you got any takeaways from thinking about traveling against you yeah i mean despite all the sort of um anxiety that it's bringing on uh w- when i am standing in a queue um or stressed about the fact that everything's going slowly or wrong or, i think i'm just going to remind myself how lucky i am to be able to travel to go and see my family to see friends colleagues and you know to certainly certain extent go back to normal but at the same time, I think the pandemic has taught me how lucky I am to live where I am uh, and to have the, le- the life that I have. So I suppose count my blessings. That's what I'm going to take away from this. What about you, Justin? What are you going to take away? Well, I'm taking away the idea that I really like the bush bar and zombie guards on my front. <laughs> You know, my, my truck is a full-size truck. It's a Dodge Ram, so it's a, it's a big truck. Uh, but around here, everybody has the really big trucks. And so I feel like I'm kind of in, you know, a, a kitty truck. And, and so, you know, if I jack it up a little bit, I got, I got to get some light bars and, you know, it'll be, it'll be great. Uh, no, but ser- seriously, um, everything we talk about is always coming back to balance. And I think, you know, packing and anxiety about traveling and just the whole thought process, in some ways it's back to basics, but it's always about just finding that balance. What do I need to do? Do I need that extra pair of underwear? I think that's always safe. (laughs) You can never, never have too much clean underwear. So my mom says. All right, Stu, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stu Lennon, or, or more likely at nerosnotes.co.uk, or at my website, stuartlennon.com. What about you? Where can people find you? Well, I've been pretty quiet on the internet. I took a weekend off and didn't do much. But if you want to find me on Twitter, usually ranting and raving and been yeah, somewhat obnoxious, I'm JJ Twyford. You can find me at justintwyford.com. And if you have any comments, thoughts, or want to tell us how to pack properly, stationaryadjacent at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email. Please like and review us on your podcast catcher choice. We really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. Our next topic, which I didn't realize when I said it, uh, creates a bunch of homework for Stu, 
because he doesn't have enough to do with an MBA and all the rest of that, is going to be on mindset. We're going to talk a little bit about Carol Dweck's book and how that applies to productivity thinking. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us.